Oh, it was a horror show, all right. Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. It's a balmy night here in Baltimore. I'm in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. Welcome, everybody listening. Thank you for joining us. This is Phil Gentile, the Hot Take Kid. I'm here with Sheena and Marco. What's going on, Sheena? Not a whole lot. I'm actually really excited because I can finally say for the very first time on this show that I have eaten Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Holy shit. How, I haven't asked you how it was. That's right. Yeah, it was delicious. Those crab cakes were unreal. Like, probably the best crab cake I've ever had in my whole life. Like, you right? guys built them up, and I was kind of leery. I was like, you know, you, when somebody, like, tells you something, how, how good something is, and then you actually get it. Like, yep. you know, it might yep. be good, but, like, it's it, like they oversold it. The crab cake was definitely not oversold. Like, it was, like, big old fat chunks of crab. Oh, like, hell yeah. Very, very little filler. I was wondering how they were going to send them, and they, like, send them in these little, like, plastic containers, and they're, like, you just basically, like, plop out the, the meat and, like, form it together into a patty, and yep. then just, like, ba- Bake it in the oven with some butter. So good, dude. So, Perfect. so, so good. And Would the, recommend. The occasion was something pretty special. We have a member of our team back after 199 days out yes. to sea. Sheena, who's, ba- who's back in town? The heel husband is back. Man, <laughs> so, I, I, miss, oh. I just realized how much I missed Seth like, when yes. he came back. Um, so cool to have him back. Seth, thank you for your service. And thank you for all you do for our show. You've been away for so long, and we missed you. I know Sheena missed you probably more than me and Marco combined, but uh, good to have you back, dude. Yes, he is happy to be back. It was so awesome. Um, you know, the in-laws got to be here for his for his arrival, and the kids were so happy. I mean, Stella, she don't really know. She's like, hey, Dad. Like, you know, <laughs> has no concept of time, right? But yeah. um, but Brett was super, was super, super stoked, and it's been awesome just having him having him back and hopefully he doesn't have to go back out anytime in the in the near future yes, and it's, it's definitely nice having him back on the chick foley front because i have someone else here to talk to about wrestling and then yeah. my brain my brain my brain isn't like total mush on thursday you know i'm like yeah. okay okay i got a little refreshers throughout the week nice marco how are you this evening sir i am doing fine i i have not have a had a jimmy's famous seafood but oh, i did fill that. myself up with all this all these reveals that happened today i'm like I'm like over. I'm like overstuffed right now. There you go. Um, it's 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 uh, my brain's gonna explode with all the stuff that happened today. But uh, yeah, no, definitely excited to have Seth back. Um, he does bring kind of like a calm to our our. We have like a group chat uh, that we call the Inner Circle, and he brings kind of like a like a I don't know what it is like a yes. calming sense. It's weird. It's like we're all erratic and crazy, and then like he just comes in and it's just like ah that type of. Yeah, he's, he does, he's yeah. not as negative as me, and not as like crazy as some other people in our group. So yeah, yeah, he has a very calm, a calm presence. He's a, he's a very good leader. You know, like like you said, we're all like the Rat Pack. Like we're like we're like running amok all the time, and then like yeah, Seth, Seth is like the the you know the big brother like watching over all of us. Keep keeping us in line. So here's what's going to happen. This is going to be our normal episode. We're going to recap Extreme Rules. We're going to talk about our weekly purchases, retro recommendation of the week, our quarantine and chill, and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to do a separate episode after this uh, that will be available at the exact same time of all the reveals from Wednesday and Thursday of San Diego Comic-Con. We'll get into all the figures, some stuff we saw, some stuff we think we'll see over the next couple days. And um, uh, just thoughts, and, uh, and not only wrestling figures, we got a lot of turtle talk, we got some G.I. Joe stuff, so uh, a lot of stuff going on. So that'll be on a separate episode, but plenty of figure talk on this as well. I want to uh, give a shout out to some new Patreon subscribers. We have five new Patreon subscribers, 
Uh, here we go. Paul Klein, John Soyou, Soyou, Brendan Valley. <laughs> Stop, Sheena. Don't even don't even say anything. <laughs> okay. Tristan okay. Stewart sounds like he'd be like an outfielder for the Orioles. And no rest holds. Five new Patreon subscribers. If you want to subscribe to the greatest uh, wrestling figure podcast in the world, it's wrestling. It's a uh, ChickFoleyShow dot com. It starts at a dollar per month. You get access to our Facebook group, uh, our bonus articles, and all kinds of giveaways and stuff. Sheena, I know uh, you're sifting through a bunch of stuff that we have received over the months and weeks Mm -hmm. from uh, Ringside Collectibles that we'll have for giveaways. Uh, We'll get the picture out and the details to the folks for that soon. But uh, it's a fun group, man, and and, uh, it's a cool place. We've been sharing wrestling news. People sell stuff. I've been selling stuff and buying stuff and uh where where we really interact with our listeners more so than like the uh the twitter sphere yeah and if you come into our facebook group uh phil will go live on facebook and mispronounce your name like every time he's shopping at target and walmart so you know there there's that love it i love it uh so yeah sign up chick foley show Dot com is where you can do that. If you want to hit us up on social media, it's at Chick Foley on Instagram, and the Twitter account is at Chick Foley Show. And uh, of course, if you want to hit us up on our Pro Wrestling Tees website, it's prowrestlingtees.com slash Chick Foley. We have a brand new shirt up there. Marco and Sheena are are this is an unsanctioned shirt, right? This is mm-hmm. uh this is a yeah, it's a Phil Gentile yeah. original. So yeah, this is just my mm-hmm. creation. Uh, Sheena and Marco don't take the heat for it, but you'll see it once. Once you go there, you'll see it. Little Hitman colors. Uh, I think you'll like it. Um, any other like uh, housekeeping stuff before we get into inside the squared circle? Because we talked about the heel husband coming back last week on the show. Sheena, we talked about our Chick Foley figure shirts, and people are really excited about those. Our buddy yeah. at Fig Tees is going to make those. So give the we talked about it before the show. Uh, just a rundown of wh- how we're going to handle that because we want everybody who wants one to get one. Uh, what are we going to do? We are going to do a pre-order. So we are going to take pre-orders in the Facebook group. So make sure that uh, we'll, we'll be putting together a pre-order form. We'll post it in the Facebook group. Make sure you sign up. Don't miss it. Um, if you are in our Facebook group, make sure you turn on notifications so that you do get those notifications from our group and don't miss out because we will be placing the order. And we want you to have one because your figures definitely need chick Foley Show t-shirts. Yep, and we'll have some more designs coming down the pike. Uh, this dude is over in the United Kingdom, though, so we want to order as many as we need uh, to get them all sent over here. It's $5 shipped. Uh, we're not going to you know charge crazy prices for anybody. Uh, we just want everybody who wants one to have one, so uh, those will be available soon, and we'll put a pre-order form on the Facebook group. We're going to do a Q&A episode, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, now that we have some more free time. So we'll have a, a post up on there about just kind of asking people questions. I, those are some of my favorite episodes, Sheena, so I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Uh, wrestling and non-wrestling stuff. I love when you know some of our listeners ask us questions. Uh, so that'll be coming up as well. So let's uh, that's all that's all the housekeeping I have. What about you guys? Mm, I'm I'm good. I'm good to jump into the ring. Uh, we I sent out some sodas to the two of you. I don't know if we want to do this on next week's episode or if we want to do like a Zoom hangout with a bunch of people. But I have some cheer wine coming your way. I'm excited. I'm excited about this. I hope it's I hope it stands up. You know that you didn't let me down on the crab cake recommendation. Yeah. So I'm really hope I'm really hoping that these cheer wines live up to the live up to the hype. What else did you get in the mail from from uh, Jimmy's seafood? Did you get a, did you get crab dip or? 
Yes. So it was like I got like a package and then I added a couple of extra crab cakes to it. So the package came with um, crab cakes. It came with two kinds of crab soup. There was like a cream of crab soup and then there was like a brothy like Maryland, like a kind of a tomatoy based Maryland crab soup. Um, and then it came with like a, a salad dressing that you put on like salad and all that kind of stuff. And then it came with a crab dip, which the crab dip oh, was like off the freaking chain. Like we made like French fries and like corn and stuff. And like we were dipping the French fries in the crab dip and man it was it was good stuff dude it was definitely it definitely reminded me why i enjoy being over here on the east coast because i miss hawaii with a passion that burns like the sun but man the east coast seafood is like not to be messed with we need to do a hangout at jimmy's famous seafood there was there was talk behind the scenes of matt brian myers and matt cardona doing a live show from jimmy's seafood that that was like right when you know, that was in the early stages, uh, according to the guys from Jimmy Seafood, before all the, the COVID stuff started. So who knows if that's ever going to happen. But, uh, Marco, I have a fat guy move that I, I do when I go to Jimmy Seafood. I, I get a bowl of soup. I go half cream of crab, half Maryland crab. You mix them together. Call it a little half and half. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so wow. where was it's amazing. Where was that? I should have... Oh, I didn't know you got the soup, but that's like, man. that's a Maryland thing. You do a little bit of both. You know, you get a little oh, bit of the creamy. Oh, Yeah. You know. I didn't get this body eating, uh, you know, kale and granola. So. Oh my gosh, man, that yeah. would have been some some helpful insight respect, because that would have been, been so respect the game. good. Both soups were good individually, but yeah. like the 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 cream of crab soup was just a little bit too creamy there for you, you know yeah. for me. So like it would have been perfect to like you know broth it up a bit with that Maryland crab soup. So, hashtag hashtag yeah. broth it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, broth, broth it up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get inside the squared circle. This is brought to us by our friends at Chalkline. Uh, they dropped. I've, I think Marco posted. They dropped some Harlem Heat gear some ninja mm-hmm. turtle gear all kinds of stuff use code chick for 15 percent off of your order there let's start with smackdown here and uh potential match of the year candidate marco yeah um normally we have like a lot of smackdown talk but since we have extreme rules we gotta speed it up a bit there's only really one thing to talk about on smackdown and that's the uh the super king of bros versus the phenomenal one for the uh, intercontinental championship and um, I think I said on one of the shows before uh, when Matt Riddle faced John Morrison that it was that was probably one of the match uh, of the year candidates. Mm-hmm. This one's probably Matt Riddle's second match of the year candidate because it's obviously it's AJ Styles, so he's gonna give it give it all, and um, Matt Riddle just did his thing. He's he's uh he's really uh, showing improvement on uh on the main roster in my eyes. Uh, what do you guys think? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, I, th- I feel like he fits in immediately and he fills a need on smackdown he's a guy i mean he has that elite coming out he's i think destined for big things and i think you know i would love to see his debut with a with a huge crowd there and like jamming out to the entrance theme Mm -hmm. but uh i mean i think he's maybe a year away from being like a main event you know serious contender for the title yeah, I think the heel husband's on record as saying that um, Matt Riddle is going to be a, a WWE champion. And I think he got a lot of heat when he said that. I can't remember if like, he posted it on Chick Foley or what, but I remember him going on the record. Like when when Matt Riddle like like debuted in, in NXT, and I was thinking even to myself, like, this guy is going to be a, a champion. But, dude, I can see it. I can see it. It's like all coming into play. And I've loved Matt Riddle for a long time. I, you know, I love his like bro attitude. Um, it's like It's like totally... I love the gimmick, but yeah, I think it could happen, man. Even for a small guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, look at 
Adam Cole, like shit, dude's like five True. nine and winning titles and dominating shit. So <laughs> Matt Riddle's not as small as Adam Cole. I don't think. No, no I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's. I guess that's it for SmackDown. Let's get into the horror show at Extreme Rules. Sheena, yeah. I've been pretty tough on AEW over the course of this podcast and and on social media. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. This show was a thousand times worse than anything I've ever seen on AEW. Okay. This was one of the worst pieces of crap I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Not only because of the horror show stuff, but because of just just stupid booking, stuff that didn't make sense, and we'll go through every single match here. Um where where do you want to start? You 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 guide us here. Um well I don't think i mean we don't have to we don't have to go into the pre-show matches per se no, but um i guess we, we can start yeah we can um let's start with like bailey bailey versus nikki cross like I, I think i mean this was a decent match i thought the match was good and here's the thing about this whole let me give you my kind of perspective as a whole i feel like there was some really good wrestling but the actual like booking and the finishes and all of that, that's where it really got frustrating because the, there was nothing really wrong with like the actual wrestling part of the show, but the storytelling, the endings and all of that just really kind of made it feel like what the hell are we doing here? Right. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, also just, just having that ta- tables match to start off the night and just imagine like a, a live crowd watching this show and like, Oh Yeah. Then, then going to a, just a singles match for the like no stipulation, just a mm-hmm. just a boring old women's match, which you know wasn't mm-hmm. a terrible match, but like I, I would have flipped those two. But yeah, I mean it just wasn't like what I was expecting. Um, the tag team match was good. It was just a lot of spots. Um, I mean, it was good, good to see new tag team champions. I mean Cesaro and Nakamura mm-hmm. uh, have become a pretty good like you know Cesaro awesome tag team wrestler i'm glad to see him back in a title a title spot so uh that wasn't a terrible match but it was just kind of i don't know just kind of there i enjoy i enjoyed the tag match i thought the tag match was really good um you know and the table i thought the table spots were good but yeah i mean we got new we got new tag champs out of it and i mean that's really all there is to say about it it wasn't really anything that is gonna i'm gonna go back and watch again you know what about you marco yeah, nothing to really add to that uh, tables match. I thought it was kind of – I'm not sure if maybe I wasn't paying attention to it as much, but I thought it was kind of short. Do you think yeah, it kind of like ended yes. abruptly for some reason? I was like, yes. I'm watching it, and then Kofi goes to the table, and that's it. I was under the impression that usually with those matches, both tag team members, but maybe they made the stipulation mm-hmm. where just one has to go through the table. So, yeah, that's the only thing that really caught my eye, that it just like ended, and I was like, what the hell? I was like, the match is over already? Then yeah. There was like no build-up to the end of the match, so – yeah, no, I thought it was a really good match too, as well. It, was, it wasn't, it wasn't awful yeah. like mm-hmm. the rest of the card will go through. Uh, so, well, speaking of awful, I think we're getting into our <laughs> next match. the The next match is Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, which is which is an eye for an eye match. Which we were all kind of, I think, just like, what is this going to look like? How is this going to play out? What does this mean for either one of these guys? And it was, it, you guys know, I ride. For Seth Rollins, like I'm ride or die. You know, I've, I've defended him on this podcast many times when he he may have not deserved to be defended, but I don't know if I I can't defend I can't defend this. I just can't. Yeah, I, I was gonna watch this match uh, with my son, but uh, we, we were coming home from a brewery on Sunday. I was like, oh, Rey Mysterio's wrestling tonight, and then I saw on social media the 
uh, fake eye that was exposed. And I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't watch this with him. Maybe we'll, we won't rewind this. But I, after going back and watching it, um, it's almost to the point where like we did, I, did we even, we just wanted to see like how they were going to do this. We, did we even care about like the match or like, we just wanted to like, when you hear this eye for an eye with someone has to, an eye has to be extracted. Like at that point, you're, yeah. you're like, you're like, you're like just, what's going to just want to see where, the car wreck at the end. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's, and that's really unfortunate because like I mentioned earlier, there was some really great wrestling yeah, in this match. Yeah. The, the actual match was really good. There was some amazing spots. And then like the eye spot happened. And then the, the Seth Rollins going over and puking next to the barricade happened. And it was just, it was just a hot mess. I don't know what, and the, oh my gosh, you guys. So we thought at Money in the Bank when, uh, it was Ray Mysterio then too, right? Ray Mysterio landed on a roof oh, yeah. underneath the roof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so Ray Mysterio has <laughs> these like weird, yeah. like, He's powers. almost died he, a couple times. Yeah, yeah. He he was thrown over the roof. Um, it landed on, <laughs> landed on a secondary roof underneath the um the building. Then with this, he got his eye extracted from his head with a with a metal step, and then um for some reason did like somehow he didn't sever any nerves. So the doctors were thinking they might be able to reattach it, and he might not lose his vision. Like man, Ray Mysterio, he's like a cat. He's got nine lives, man. Like he literally has made it out of some really precarious situations. My biggest problem is with all the cool stuff they can do and like big budget matches and cinematic stuff, like all we got was a ping pong ball with a red dot painted on it. Like that's the best we could do here. I mean, you 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 could tape this and make it like like something hanging from his eye and blood I mean, if you're going to I just want to know where where was the ping pong ball? Where was he holding Holding yeah. the ping pong ball uh, the whole match. You don't, you don't want you to know, know, Sheena. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of places. <laughs> don't ask be. questions you don't want the yeah. answer to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, but, God. like, you know, yeah. AEW has some flippity, no selling bullshit stuff, but at least it's, mm-hmm. it's like the focus is on wrestling. It's like, I, I know yeah. this is supposed to be the horror show, whatever it is, like, but, you know, come on, man. Like, there's a well, re- there's a reason that ratings are are so bad. There's a reason. There's a reason like it's an all time low for for everything. Like you, we need a total overhaul here because because this yeah. is not working. Yeah, this it's is not, not fun, working. But not let's, fun not, to watch let's not this. let's not forget AEW's eye for an eye match. Um, John Moxley versus Santana. Nobody watched so. that. Sheena, nobody <laughs> watched that. I don't even know when that was. I'm, I'm just saying it was February 20th. I just looked it up uh, because I had I had to I had to Google it. But um, but yeah, I mean it's not an original concept. Obviously WWE took it to the next the next level and made it like you know the most corny, campy, cheesy thing I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, hopefully they'll, they'll just do what they did with like the fiend finish. They will literally just like in two weeks, like nobody will ever even talk about this. Rey Mysterio will come out with his eye perfectly back in his head and. <laughs> Like, like it never even happened. Hey, Dominic, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Booyaka, exactly. booyaka. Um, yeah, they're just going to completely abandon this whole story. Marco, any thoughts on this eye for an eye match before we move on? Um, yeah, just the, the wrestling part of it. Obviously, great wrestling. Um, the they didn't they titled it eye for an eye match, but it didn't seem like it, it seemed like it was like two separate things going on so there was a wrestling match and then they had mm-hmm. to take take you away or take you out of the wrestling match to set up for 
the uh, the extraction of the eye, if, if you want to call it that. Yes. So it was like it didn't play all. If it, I think if it like played all together and everything like flowed naturally mm-hmm. throughout the match, and they kind of like had a match in a way where it looked like he was going to get his eye taken out. That was yeah. different. But they had a rec- regular match, mm-hmm. no extreme rules or anything like that, and then just went to the eye thing. So I think that's when. <laughs> Kind of, I mean, did, obviously, <laughs> he did put a kendo stick in the turnbuckle at one point and try to like cram oh, his that eye out. Been so freaking you know, good. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, that's, that's gonna, what I'm talking about. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a much better. Visual. Yeah, that's, I mean, but yeah, it's. I think that's what. I mean, obviously, the ma- I don't think anything was going to save that match, but it did take me away from going from wrestling to like a, a horror movie almost. So I know. And then, then the thing that makes me always so mad about these situations is like they have Seth through these evil things and then all of a sudden it's like he feels remorse for it i mean this happened the last time he like you know um poked ray's eye out he was like you know oh my god i totally didn't mean to do that and this time he (laughs) he literally like went into a match knowing he was going to extract ray's eye and then after the fact like got all like emotional and like you know was was sick at his stomach and puked on the barricade i can't even believe i'm saying these words right now like this is like like, why are we talking? Like, this is not wrestling. I cannot even believe this is what we're talking about right now. Um, I do yeah. like how Seth Rollins came down to the ring with, like, giant bolt cutters that obviously, like, were too big to even, like, take a person's eye out. Like, you probably need a fork or something. Like, what are we doing here? Come on, let's be realistic, you know? All right. Uh, Asuka versus Sasha Banks for the title, ending in a no contest, I guess. I don't know how we scored this on the... Uh, Another f- awful ending and uh, a match that I'm I'm like I'm thinking about it was like was this a good match or not like the response that was really good but then like we had like a a superplex off the top rope and then like they both jumped up right afterwards I'm like what the fuck are you doing like just yeah, no selling a superplex it. Uh, it was a good back and forth at the end of the match but the ending she you know, like you said at the beginning here it was just uh, a yeah. poop a poop a poop tree here of. <laughs> Awfulness. I mean, they they could they could have totally. I mean, granted, like you know, I, I know everybody says Oscar gets crapped on and whatever, you know, and never gets her due. But like, they could have totally had Sasha win clean here and like made it a moment, right? Like with with two banks belts and you know Bailey dose straps and like leaving with all of the the titles. Like it could have been a thing. Would have been awesome. Um, but but now, so it's a no contest, so they're gonna have to fight again. So when she actually does win inevitably like I, I have a feeling that she is going to win when she does win inevitably it's going to feel a little less special because we've already seen that visual of her with two titles you know what I mean like I don't know I, I feel like they really botched that up uh, I love Bailey's like personality brinkside healing it up and you know causing heat my biggest problem was when the I don't know if her weave came out or her wig came off or something. I'm talking about Sasha Banks here. Did you notice this? Mm-mm. No, not at all. That no, was that was how either. that was how it all ended. She had to hold her head, her hands on her head like this because her wig like came off. Oh watch, yeah, no, I did not notice. If you watch mm-hmm. the last like two minutes of the match, she has to hold the cameras to her back constantly, and she's holding her head. Uh, when like huh. Bailey gets in the ring, and then up up on the ramp, she's like her back's to the camera. She's holding her head. I don't know what happened. Obviously, that's not <laughs> not a real hair. Um, nobody has like five foot long purple hair. But um, that that was just awful. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you can't. You know, probably something happened during the match, so uh, can't yeah. falter for that. But uh, you know, a pretty good match that was ruined by a, a 
a bad count. I don't know if they did they address mm-hmm. it on Raw on Monday. Yeah, Stephanie McMahon came out and said that you know it was it was like they they were saying that it was fair and you know Oscar spit the green mist in the ref and like it was Bailey's duty to jump in and do do the count and all that kind of stuff. But um, Stephanie McMahon came out and said they're going to have to have a rematch. So okay, yep, that, that's what it was. Uh, Drew McIntyre against uh, Dolph Ziggler. Drew retains here. The stipulation was not announced until the match started. Awful, yeah. awful idea here. I liked this, actually. Really? You didn't yeah, like the stipulation? I, I like. I would have liked the stipulation like in the, mo- in the weeks leading up to the match. Like, he can't do anything to, like, he can't touch Ziggler, but Ziggler can fuck with him or something. Like, True, but, I mean, I, th- I feel like that leaves you less time to repair. And, like, you're a little bit shook, right? Like, if you're in the ring and you're you're prepared to fight and you know there's a stipulation, but then all of a sudden, like, you know, you realize that you have your hands tied behind your back, you're going to be a little bit shook, right? And I think that was Ziggler's whole point was to to get him off his A game. Uh, yeah. Not that it not that it mattered because Drew McIntyre's the man, but um, I did like it. When he when he, at first I, he said this is going to be an extreme rules match. Yeah. I was like, I oh, that was, whoa! I thought that was really? it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like oh, what a novel concept! But then he was like, "But not for you." And then I, then my head kind of exploded. I was like, "Oh!" So, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I did like a couple times where McIntyre almost got counted out after some moves, but like you know, he's down at like eight and a half, Mm -hmm. and like by nine, he like jumps up and gets back in the ring. Um, Yeah, a fifteen minute match, pretty you know, pretty good. I mean, Dolph. Uh, Dolph can go, and I think he's, you know, I don't know if he's a legit, I don't know, there's no, there was never a point in this match I thought, like, he was going to win the title, but, yeah. um, I mean, he's always going to put a, a, really a good, good match on, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really great match. What did you think, Marco? I thought probably the, obviously, the one of the best matches of the night. Yeah. Uh, next to the top seven, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, next to the, the tag match, if that went a little yeah. bit longer, I think it would have been up there, but yeah, that. I think they did really well. I mean, I I mean, I, I don't know why I had like a thing in the back of my head that I thought Dolph Ziggler might win some weird way because of that stipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it didn't happen. But um, I, I'm still I'm still believing that Dolph can uh, pull a big win out at some point before he uh, before he leaves the squared circle. But um, yeah, no, I definitely definitely put that up there as probably the best match. I actually didn't think the Sasha and Oscar match was that bad at all it wasn't bad no it was a good no. it was a good match the ending definitely botched it but yeah the in, looking in hindsight that ending wouldn't have been so bad if all of the other if like the swamp match ending hadn't have been a no contest and the um yeah. and or not a no contest but just kind of like up in the air and then the ray and seth thing hadn't went the way it did but i think it just kind of got lumped into like this night was just a night of like ridiculously bad finishes right like if, yeah. if, if if the rest of the card had been good and played out the way that we that it could have um i feel like this would have been not as talked about but yeah i think now that it it was on the worst pay-per-view of the year it's just kind of like yeah this sucked too <laughs> there's no way either of you know sasha banks's real first name yes i freaking do but you know i can't recall it right now that, that um, means you don't know it <laughs> Yes, it does. <laughs> Marco, Marco, do you, you know? know it? Yeah, I, 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 it's something weird, isn't it? Yes, she has like it's, a weird it's, a, it's a strange name. name. Yeah. Not strange. Uh, I guess I shouldn't say it's strange. All names are all, all names are good. Um, it is Mercedes. Mercedes, right. yeah, Mercedes. Yeah, it's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because he's like, I thought it was like, isn't it like Justine or something like that? Is there? There is, is a there, Justine in there. It's Mercedes okay, yeah. Justine Kaysner Verano. Yeah, she has some long name. We, like, yeah, yeah, we know we know Phil's not gonna be able to get that name right. Oh, Ver- Verano. 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 Yeah. Did you know she's related to Snoop Dogg? Oh, I didn't know that. And thought, Ray J. I, I she, didn't know that. Yeah, Ray J. Too. And Daz Dillinger. Remember Daz Dillinger, uh, Marco? Yeah, I remember Daz Dillinger. Yeah, she related to him too. Wow, that's a that's a pretty talented. And Brandy? Wait a minute. Oh, I would say she's related to Ray J. She's related to Brandy. That's a talented ass family. Yeah, man. Damn. Thank Ray you, Wik- thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ray J's a popular movie star. Uh, he's been mm-hmm. a couple of movies. We did one with uh, yeah. Kim Kardashian. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. Moving forward to our main event here. Um, Let's get into this, please. Um, Okay. (laughs) So, Wyatt Swamp fight between the the, non-title match between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. We weren't going to get the Fiend here. We got Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, we we had Bray uh, in a a, uh, rocking chair in the middle of the swamp. We see Braun show up. Somehow, the lights go off in the swamp. I don't know how... That that was set up, and then uh, Bray disappears. <laughs> start fighting. Uh, Braun beats the. I mean, there were some really stiff punches on some some random yeah. extras and 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 uh, stunt guys, and mm-hmm. then. Uh, <laughs> then. Then Braun screwed Braun. Yeah, Braun Braun gets knocked out by someone. It turns out Braun knocked him out. So uh, yeah. classic Braun versus Braun vi- violence there. Then yeah. Braun's Braun's ch- uh, chained up somewhere. We see. Uh, See Bray yeah, kind of convince him to come the, to the dark the side. The compound, yeah, yeah, uh, that doesn't work, and they they start fighting out onto the the pier, and I guess is this the first? I mean, this, we have to talk about this. The sister Abigail appearance. It ends there's up. There's been there's been so many like um. There's been so many times we've thought Sister Abigail was going to be a thing. For a while, I was like, oh, is is Nikki Cross going to be like the new Sister Abigail? Or, you know, like there was like different times when I thought different people would, would show up and be um, Sister Abigail when they got called up to the main roster. But it never came to fruition. And I feel like it was kind of giving us that Sister Abigail vibe. But I think it was really just alluding to like a bronze subconscious, you know, yeah. um, because I don't ever remember Team Little Big having anything other than a completely platonic relationship on screen so i don't know like what this is getting to like you know she was like you know you want you know you've always wanted me or you know you've always loved me or something and i was like really like he he loved you i didn't know that um but yeah i thought that was a really cool moment and a cool little surprise i I think it would have been better if she hadn't like already just like fought earlier in the night like it would have been cool if if she was just like not on the show at all and it just kind of was like a surprise appearance yeah uh, so they they fight on the uh, on the pier. And somehow he gets Bray Wyatt into a boat and sends him off. And I think at that point was there the credits or was that a little bit later? Because they, they that put, was a little bit later. They threw yeah. the credits up and they do a, a complete rip off of the first Friday the Thirteenth, where mm-hmm. you know Bray's in the water and Braun pulls him back in or vice versa, and then. The water if you tr- ever knock your enemy over into the water, over a bridge, over a dock, yes, like yeah. the worst possible thing you can do in those situations is like look over into the water, like yeah. p- put your head over, like the like what are you thinking, <laughs> you know? Like I'm mean, like Bron, have you ever seen any scary movie ever, you know? And the heel husband was like, 
he was like, oh, is that it? That's the end. I was like, no, Braun's about to jump up out of the water and grab grab or Bray's about to jump up out of the water <laughs> and grab Braun. And sure enough, it happened. And he was like, oh, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> you know? so thanks for spoiler. Uh, so, yeah, we see the water turn red and begin bubbling. And then the uh, the fiend peers up over the dock, says, let me in. That's the end of the show. So I don't know if this was an official end to the match. You know, we some of us, I think all of us said the, the fiend would appear at some point. And I guess yeah. this is leading to a title match between the fiend and Braun at SummerSlam. We will see in the coming weeks how that works. But, um not not the strongest cinematic match from what we've seen from the WWE in uh, no. since COVID started. It's probably the worst one. Uh, Marco's really into interpreting interpreting these cinematic matches, so I'll, I'm interested to hear what he has to say. Um, obviously, it was the horror horror version of their uh, cinematic uh, type of match because obviously you had the before with the Street Profits and the Viking Rays, you had that, that like action movie type thing and. Um, or like the superhero type movie thing that they did there. Um, it, I'm hoping they don't do something where it's like a. It was like a dream that Braun had. He wasn't actually at the swamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a, that that whole thing. That'd be kind of stupid. Um, I think they get. It, it seems like they're gonna. I'm not sure if he's gonna show up on TV again. That that'd be that'd be pretty cool if he doesn't show up on TV until like like the weeks leading up to SummerSlam and he's like mm-hmm. trapped in the swamp and he kind of like he's kind of in limbo he like ends up at the the firefly fun house it's kind of like the john mm-hmm. cena type of cinematic thing that they did that'd be pretty cool yeah um uh the 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 thing with alexa bliss they did have a kind of a thing going on um, oh really i didn't remember. know that yeah there was some weird no i shouldn't say it's weird there's some like kind of like weird chemistry type of thing where they were doing uh like they'd be at a match and um like say Braun would be on the outside of the ring and Alexa would like fall off the apron and he'd catch her and then she'd like put her arms mm-hmm. around and they just like stare at each other and the crowd would just be like, Oh like that type of thing. Um they did ride up the ride along show, they did that together. Like they did kinda have some type of like they seemed like they were going in that direction. Right. I'm not sure what stopped them from doing it. Um but yeah they, they did kinda have some like weird thing going on. Um I was hoping to see um what do you what's her name? Uh well, I forget her name from uh, the Riot Squad. Ruby Riot. Um, Nikki. Ru- Nikki. Ruby. Ru- no. Uh, Sarah White- Logan. No. Oh, God. That's it. That's all of them. Where- no, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, yes. She was rumored to be the sister Abigail when she disappeared for a while. Um, That's right. It- yes. Yeah. Yes. So that would have been pretty cool if she, because she disappeared, obviously, mm-hmm. again. So that would been pretty cool if she showed up as sister Abigail, because that's, that's what everyone was leading to. Um, but yeah, I really know. I mean, there's. I didn't really take anything from it, but just it being a bad horror yeah. movie and kind of mixing like the obviously like Bray's like the cult leader, so kind of like the they kind of ripped off like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or like House of a Thousand Corpses type of vibe where he had gave him that he had him chained up and he gave him that like that yeah. speech that he was doing and all that stuff. So and then they that's the only that thing. Snake I, in, the snake in to like bite him, yeah. The whole thing yeah. was weird. I mean, I didn't yeah. hate it. I mean, but it's definitely the weakest of the cinematic oh, yeah, definitely. experiences yeah. that we've had. Yeah. Yeah. But we are definitely number one. And mm-hmm. if you want to, like, rank them after that, go right ahead. But, yeah, that, that's definitely probably the worst out of all of them. And, um, it wasn't going to last forever. That was my other thing, too. True. Like, their, their streak of cinematic matches wasn't right. going to be, you know, the next one will probably be better than 
this one. Hopefully, we'll we'll talk about that when they when uh, we talk about SummerSlam and what's going to happen with that because I have some theories on where SummerSlam is going to be. Uh, it was supposed to be in Boston, Mass, from what I remember. Yeah. All right. Damn it. But our uh, yeah, our mayor was like, "Nah, son, <laughs> you you yeah. is not coming here. Mass is doing." Extremely well, well with the we're not, uh, with the we're not bringing people from Florida <laughs> to Massachusetts. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that was way before. Like even months ago, they uh, the uh, mayor of Boston came out and said there were oh, no live events. I think the, I think Florida's been flubbing this thing up from day one. Oh yeah, yeah. Like and, I don't think you know. Sorry to all our Floridians. Like you know, I I, I like Florida, but I mean, you, y'all don't know how to you know do do the right thing sometimes. Yeah, yeah. you can. You don't have to party all the time. Just. <laughs> yeah. Relax. I know there's beaches everywhere you live, but uh, just yeah. just stay inside. <laughs> I, know, I know you don't have to wear a shirt like six months out of the year, but just yeah, you know, chill I mean, out. But a little listen, bit. listen. Hawaii, Hawaii got their shit under control. They got their COVID under control, and they like they have the be- most beautiful beaches in the world. So it ain't about beaches. There's something else going on in Florida. I mean, I don't know if it's all the senile people that moved down there to retire or like what, but yeah, yeah there, there's something there's something in the water down there. Probably cocaine. Um, let's yeah. move on to, uh, to <laughs> Raw on Monday night. We talked a little bit about Stephanie McMahon uh, issuing the rematch, uh, Kyrie Sane defeating Bailey in an upset. Uh, anything else we want to touch on here? Uh, the Street Profits coming back was pretty cool. Yeah, Mustafa Ali returning as well, um, or making his debut on Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hacker. You mean the hacker. The ha- yes, the hacker. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. That's pretty much gone. Uh, yeah, Street Profits return. Obviously, I totally forgot that uh, Angel Dawkins had a uh, had a child. Just had one um, recently in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and then, and then uh, apparently Montez Ford was in quarantine. Uh, on his Twitter, he kind of mentioned that back from quarantine, um, whatever he wrote something else after that. So I had no clue he was actually like quarantining himself, maybe because of the mm-hmm. whole COVID thing that was running rampant around. He probably wanted to take yeah. a safe precaution and uh, stay home for a little bit, but. Yeah, I had no clue that that was a thing. But, yeah, they came back, and they were triumphant. Hopefully they uh, keep their titles. Uh, looks like Angel Garza and uh, Andrade are gunning for those those bad boys there. Oh, so real quick, we, we even forgot, because I know we talked about all the bullcrap, like, finishes to the matches. We totally, like, skipped over the fact that um, MVP just came out oh and, like, my de- God. De- How de- declared himself the yeah, United States champion. Right. So we have a new United States champion because Apollo Cruz was just kind of like mysteriously missing. Um, and I mean, no word has come out as far as I know, but I mean, I can only imagine anytime somebody goes missing off of TV, I'm like, Oh, they got the Rona. No, they yeah, got they the Rona. He, you know, he said he wasn't medically cleared. No, I think, of his I think last he, injury I think that he, he had. does have the coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, it was just way too like quick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. Like something has happened here. Like, and, and the fact that they, they didn't just like call them out, like they switched the title. Like that tells me that there's something going on, you know? Yeah. Why, um, but but why wouldn't if if uh, MVP is the manager of Bobby Lashley, why wouldn't he give it to his his dude? Like because freaking what? I mean, I wouldn't. He's trying to he's trying to get his his thing going, you know. I did see on Raw that they showed Ron Simmons. I don't know if it was on actual Raw or like on the website or something that. Ron Simmons was talking to them, and they're maybe starting like a like another Nation of Domination type of group, which I would uh, be all fucking for. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they. So I, so what I was reading uh, was they had him there. They were gonna have him do some type of like, kind of like a speech, or he's gonna talk to them like those three guys and like kind of like get them going on doing that. But I think they're just gonna go with like the the hurt business that uh, 
that group. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they had another like someone else to the group. I'm not sure who. Maybe maybe Cedric. I'm assuming because they need like kind of like a a high flyer type of dude. And I think MVP's been trying to like court him. I think he did not this past week's episode, but the week before, he's talking about how um, Ricochet's kind of holding him down, and he could do obviously better. And he's basically just as like secondhand. Uh, he's just, he's just Robin to Ricochet's Batman, basically that type of thing. So um, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, I did read the rumors on the uh, New Nation, um, Nation of Domination faction that's brewing, which is that'd be, I think that'd be pretty sick if they oh, did yeah. something like that. Yeah, run up. I mean, we we see it all the time. Every movie that comes out is just a remake of something else. Every wrestling, I mean, every toy. I mean, they're coming out with old Gus, Ghostbusters toys and Ninja Turtle mm-hmm. toys. Run yeah. back some of this stuff that worked. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Who cares? It worked. Yeah, right it could still be good. Bring that back. So I mean, it would mm-hmm. be what Lashley MVP and who? There's somebody else I'm forgetting. Lashley MVP and somebody else. Lashley MVP um, and uh, Sheldon Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Because he was in there too. Yeah, it, that'd be fucking great. Yeah. More. If if AEW can run back the Four Horsemen, anything is possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, all right. No. That's it for Raw. Let's get into Wednesday Night Wars here a little bit. Uh, I was watching AEW. I did not get to watch NXT. Looks like Keith Lee is no longer the NXT North American title. Did a little Ultimate Warrior giving up the uh, IC belt. Yeah, he did. He he did it just like the freaking amazing dude that he is. He was like sitting at a desk and just gives this like nice little speech about how he wants, um, you know, all the all the athletes and all the wrestlers in NXT to have the same opportunities that he did. Um, so he doesn't want to like you know Bogart both titles. So yeah, he relinquished the North American title and 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 honored to defend the um, the NXT title. You know as long as he possibly could. So I thought it was a really classy move. Um, and now they're doing a series of triple threat matches to find the number one contender. Wait, is it the number, is it the number uh, one contender? Ladder match at uh, takeover. Okay. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're yeah. doing, um, a, a, like, you know, triple threat matches to figure out who's going to compete in that. So yeah. Um, Bronson Reed won the first one, which was a kind of a, Shock to me. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I guess I just think like if Johnny Gargano and Roddy Strong are in a match, like I was just like, oh yeah, it's gonna be one of those guys. But man, we totally underestimated the impact of hashtag Big Dude season because yeah, yeah, Bronson Reed, yeah, Thick Boy, Thick Boy came out on top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, interesting to see him in a ladder match. Like, I don't know if he leaves his feet that often, but uh, we will see. Who else do you think is gonna be in this? I mean, you're gonna see Dexter Loomis or. Uh, probably yeah. I would. I would. Yeah, I think Dexter Lewis is going to be in that match definitely. Cameron Grimes. Yeah, Cameron Grimes. Yeah. Oh, he's perfect. Or uh, yeah, I think yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think definitely. Uh, Dexter Lewis, Cam Cameron Grimes, and who else would? Is, is it a triple threat ladder match? No, I mean, it's a, I mean, they they usually throw four or five dudes in those things. Yeah, it'll yeah, probably be, it'll probably be more than that. Uh, so Damian Priest, maybe uh, Shane Thorne. Yeah. Oh, Damian Priest. Yeah, Damian how did Priest. I forget about Dajakovic? Maybe. Oh, there you go. There's another good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard. I mean, if they're doing a bunch of triple threat matches, they're gonna have to have a lot of guys to to beat. To... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I like. I'll, I mean, those ladder matches on Takeover are always pretty badass. So, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that. Uh, we did. Speaking of Dajakovic, he did uh, get his ass beat down by Karrion Cross, sending a message to Keith Lee, but. Uh, 
we didn't we talked about it in our group chat about the the tweet that Dijakovic sent out about Karen Cross <laughs> that just like oh my gosh totally yeah. burying him. I mean, it was amazing, I and mean, it was a great <laughs> great shit talking. Yeah. Yeah, he referred to his tattoos as Microsoft Paint tattoos, which I thought was just like <laughs> genius. Yeah, I thought it was what genius. Did he, call he, he, he called her Sub Zero's grandmother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I Amazing. thought it was. I thought it was hilarious. And then, but um, Scarlett came back and said, "Coming from the guy who looks like a refrigerator," and it was pretty funny that she posted this picture of the a refrigerator, and it actually kind of looked like Dajakovic. I was like, hmm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah. was a good one. They were probably in the same car when all this was going on. That's amazing. That's true. <laughs> uh, so good stuff there. We saw Mercedes Martinez join the Robert Stone brand. Uh, I like the the shitty heel kind of faction. Like I, I'd like to see them add some 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 dudes in there. Um, right now he's got all girls, but um, you know I, it's it's always good to have. I mean, the more factions, the better, especially on like NXT where you can mm-hmm. you know prop people up and and get some new people some shine. So uh, yeah, interesting episode of NXT. Uh, AEW won this week in the ratings. Let's move over to AEW. Um, people were pretty mad at me that I didn't know who the <laughs> hell Eddie Kingston was, um, but he debuts yeah. and gets beaten by Cody. What? That's a killer promo, though. I yeah, thought I, a, I thought yeah. the promo was I thought the promo was really good. Um, I thought it was just very like kind of felt organic and not like scripted because I didn't. I mean, I'm not super familiar with with Eddie Kingston either. But he came out and I was like, okay, it just kind of happened out of nowhere. I thought I liked how there was like really no buildup and they didn't really put a lot of fanfare into this guy. Like he literally just kind of like came onto the scene. Yeah. yeah, if you're a yeah if you're an indie person, you know you definitely know who Eddie Kingston is. He's he's been. He's been pretty much everywhere except for like obviously WWE and except where the good wrestlers stuff. wrestle. Yeah. yeah, like Ring of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor. He was in Impact Wrestling. He was there as well. Um, yeah, he's probably one of the best talkers. That's not in in like in a major. If you want to, say. not that AEW is a major, but like that wasn't in a major. Um, they likened him to uh, kind of like a kind of like a Kevin Owens type of talker, which. If you watch him, if you watch any of his promos, he has that type of feel. Um, he is up there. He's like thir- I think he's in his thirties. He's like thir- almost forty, like thirty-eight, I think. So, kind of like long in the tooth. He's been wrestling forever. Um, he is really good if they give him like the the proper shine. But just to throw him on a a TNT Championship match with Cody, that I don't think that really did anything for him. Um, no, if they it, I, I don't think it did. Built him, yeah, um, in, in AEW and had him as like a legit like person. And want to give him that actual shot? I think he can do some uh, uh, some damage. But I think people are. I think you were a lot of people are getting mad. They were comparing him to Stone Cold, as far Stone, as his, uh, yeah, like who, his promo skills. That? He is really great. He's a he's a great. Come promo on, guy. Marco! Uh, stop, he, Marco! Stop, stop! No, I'm not going to let you finish the sentence that you just compared this fucking guy to Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, no, I'm not comparing. <laughs> I said he is a good promo guy, but you didn't let me finish. I was going to say he's not anywhere near Stone Cold. Okay, because people were saying that. Up. People were saying that on the internet. <laughs> no, no, I, I could see why people were saying that, but I would compare him to oh my God. like someone else, like a Kevin Owens type with with his promos. Not a not a Stone Cold. He is a good promo guy. Uh, you can go back on YouTube, wherever you want to find your your videos, and watch a lot of his promos. Even because he was in NWA before they shut down too, and he he cut those he he cuts like real real life promos. 
Um, he's like a real life guy. He likes to talk about real things and that type he, of stuff. Well, so. he he um you know broke down the fourth wall a little bit and um yeah took a, took a took a shot at well he also took a shot at WWE. Um, oh, they love them. Yeah. Then. They'll probably sign With, his ass then. That's they. they uh, love no, that. yeah. <laughs> they uh, he he's talking about the eye for an eye match. He didn't say eye for an eye, but he said I swear on my my mother's beautiful eyes that you know I would gouge. I can't remember what he said. Like he he mentioned gouging someone's eye out, and I was like, yeah. mm, that was a poke at WWE, which I mean, rightfully deserved. But again, we've talked about this a million times. Like AEW just can't stop talking about WWE. Yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, I, I'm torn on this because I don't see the merit of bringing in these indie guys and having them lose to Cody on national TV in their debut. It is cool to get them, you know, their one shining moment because this dude will probably never be on TV again. Um, but I don't know. I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was, he was hitting some pretty stiff, some stiff blows dude. Yeah, I think he'll be back. Shouldn't Cody be beating some of the people or at least propping up some of the people on the actual roster when that makes sense? I said, yeah, I said that. He actually, yeah. came, someone asked him that question. He came out and said something like, oh, we want to highlight the people that are outside the, outside of AEW. And I responded back. So is back, Sonny not signed to AEW? I thought, I thought he was. No, he, he is. But no, he like is, he, but that he, Ricky, uh, he, Ricky guy, Ricky something wasn't, uh, he's not signed. and No, he's mm-hmm. not. But I was like, why aren't you focusing on the people there? Why aren't you giving yeah. the people there shots at the title? Why, why are you focusing on the outside? Is it... If you want to hire someone or put someone in, just do it off off camera. Yeah. Watch them wrestle somewhere else, and then set, don't bring them in as like a a match with Cody. Kind of bury them in a sense, and then move on to the next thing. That doesn't help anyone out. Doesn't help anyone in the company out, in my eyes anyway. Just have a best of seven series with Sunny Kiss if you have to. Like. Yeah. Work on that chemistry with that. Like we talked about last week, the the bad chemistry that they had in the match. Mm-hmm. Where everything seemed off, like you get, they they need to do stuff like that. Like if there's if, if those types of matches are happening, there should be. I know we complain about the same people wrestling every week, but maybe that there's a reason why they should be doing that is to to get used to that person's moves, right. and the, Their cues and stuff like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't like the the outside uh, guys coming in and facing Cody for the. I think it kind of takes away from the the talent that they have there. Yeah, uh, one of the guys he fought was Ricky Starks, who a lot of people liked. And this, I don't know how long this dude's been wrestling, but he knocked oh. Darby Allen the hell out. I don't know if you've seen oh, the baby. video. That's brutal. Dangerous. I mean, his this dude's Bad. Darby Allen's neck bounced off of the top rope. And he was out. <laughs> oh, instantly. see, I did not see this. Oh man, yeah. Oh yeah. He find hit the, find the clip, he... Sheena. Please watch it. I, I think don't... you guys. Uh, yeah, I think you guys may have posted it in the yeah, chat, but yeah, I, I, chat, I think yeah. I missed it. Why, yeah. Why are you, you're it's very dark there, Sheena. What's going on? Very dark. <laughs> uh, I, I like to. You like to sit in the dark. Yeah, okay. I like to. I like to mm-hmm. Sister, for Abigail, those of you, so. for those of you who can't see, yeah, I'm just like I'm just we're on video screen with one another, and like I'm just like lit lit. Like my face is lit up, but everything behind me is pitch dark. So you know, creepy. Yeah, um, I, li- I, li- I like to keep it creepy around here. Yeah, find find that video. It's very it's very dangerous. I don't know. He comes like charging. Like he almost he like shot out of a cannon and like. Hits yeah. Darby Allen from behind, and the dude, like, you can tell Stiff. he didn't know he was coming. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Darby Allen's another guy that uh, I guess he's kind of in the main event picture now by, defa- by de- default here. So, um, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what to make of all this. We also saw MJF wrestle against a dude. Like, some of these dudes just are not ready to wrestle on TV. They're just not. I mean, they're 
a lot of younger talent, and now they're bringing in even younger talent for them to beat. It's like, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, this they announced the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament Cup Deadly Draw. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's going to happen this summer. I guess it's going to be sixteen women. Uh, I don't know if they'll be putting the tag teams together themselves, like kind of like putting he- heels and faces together or what. But um, if Brandy Rhodes wins this thing, I don't know what's gonna. Oh, it's happening. That's definitely <laughs> happening. You think? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Um. Is it gonna be like just on dynamite? Yeah, just on dynamite. Yeah, like a tournament, mm. kind of like a May Young Classic. But gotcha. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, they need to focus more on the women's division. For sure. I mean, Britt Baker's the best thing they have, and she can't wrestle. So I mean, she's she's on every episode, you know, doing some some good right. promo stuff. So uh, I did like the uh, Young Bucks match. It was kind of like yeah, a hardcore match against uh, the Butcher, the Baker, and the Candlestick Maker. Yeah. Somebody, somebody popped. Somebody said they popped when I said that last week. So that's. Say that again. So you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, that, so that that was a, that was a good match. Um, Anything else we want to touch on from? I mean, I know Hangman was in action. It was. It wasn't no, a very this like. Was a pretty, this was a pretty weak, weak, weak week of wrestling. I yes. Just, yeah. AW I feel, won I by like very, Yeah. Viewers though, somehow, I feel very so. lackluster on this whole week. Like I just feel like everything that happened. I'm just kind of like it, it's so it doesn't mean anything. No, all of this is just yeah. Blah. So let's get outside the squared circle. Oh, wait. I do want to talk about our good friend Brian Myers uh, signing with uh, Impact Wrestling. It also looks like uh, they had their slam that's, that's on Outside the Squared Circle. Oh, shit. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Outside yeah. the Squared Circle brought to you by our friends at Collar and Elbow. <laughs> CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use code CHICK for 10% off. I bought a salmon colored shirt there the other day. Uh, Sheena salmon. said it. Yeah. I, and go. I talked about it in my uh, live video mm-hmm. today on the Facebook yep. group. Yeah. You saw it, Sheena? Call. I didn't see that, but we, we, I remember you mentioning that you wanted yeah. a salmon color yeah, shirt. I pulled, so. that, I pulled that motherfucker off so good. So, uh, <laughs> Brian, Brian Myers, Heath Slater, EC3, and the Good Brothers all show up in Impact Wrestling. Uh, so good for them finding a new home. I, I popped for I popped for Heath Slater's little video, his little like uh, you know being reborn video, like being a jobber in WWE and. Then kind of like you know it was bouncing back and forth between being a jobber in WWE and his kids and like he like in in the middle of it all he was like traveling going to his hotel and working out and like you know rebuilding himself and like it was like his comeback video and I I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was good stuff, and I do like I don't know if you saw it, but when he debuted, I forget who was in the ring that he that he like jumped from behind. He did like a move, like remember when Bret Hart used to do the Russian leg sweep where he'd hook the leg and like pull him yeah. down. Yeah. He did that, but without without the leg, he just grabbed the guy by the neck and like pulled him backwards. <laughs> a simple simple ass move, like you know. Yeah. But it was like I'd be a cool like finisher. I don't know. Um, so props to him, and of course uh, Brian Myers from the uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast having uh, a new gig. I don't know where Matt Cardona is going to show up, but maybe he'll be a challenger for Cody's belt in these coming weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will see. Maybe. Uh, We talked about SummerSlam already. Going to have a new location, obviously. It's going to be the performance. What do you you think? Marco has some thoughts on this. He thinks he he can predict where it's going to be. So it's not going to be at the... It seems like it's not going to be at the Performance Center uh, because they're saying it's a new location. Okay. So I'm thinking... They're going at a beach. They're gonna be at a beach or something. They're gonna go on location, 
I think. Like, I don't like, know. I like a private beach or like rent out a private beach area, like a beachfront. Set up a ring, have people out there, kind of like how AEW kind of did that with the. Um, I think they're gonna do that. I think it's. I mean, like I, I would. I would I could be here for it. I think an outdoor um, event would be much be appreciated. Yeah, I think it's gonna be outdoor outdoors in Florida since they don't kind of care anyway. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? True, um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be outdoors. Um, that's the best, probably the safest thing you could do True. during this time. Time if you're gonna be in a venue, not inside, just be outside. So I think it's gonna be an outside venue. Um, that'd be pretty yeah. cool if they do that. Definitely in Florida. I don't, I don't think they're traveling anywhere else. Um, but they can, I mean, they donated enough where they can pull some strings and get like a private beach location and set up a ring. True. And entranceway and all that stuff. Is Club La Vila still opinion. open? Remember what Cl- is it? Club La Vila from WCW when they were outside, like they had the ring like around <laughs> the pool. Remember that? That was awesome. <laughs> I just love that shit. Oh my God. Yeah, that's why I think, yeah, they, they're going to do something like uh, they have to do, they have to pull some stops because they a lot of people actually get my friends included bought tickets they all have they have to get refunds now because yeah that sucks <laughs> please yeah. tell me they've been refunded already uh they actually have something on their website where they're uh you go and do your refunds i'm not sure i didn't, I didn't buy the ticket so um thank god because i would have been so bad if that happened but yeah. uh yeah they have it set up where you get a refund for what happened there that's good that is good uh rick flair's wife testing positive for covid uh so hopefully uh she is doing well hopefully she stays the hell away from rick for the next uh couple weeks while she's in quarantine because we don't want anything happen. 2020 has been bad enough i don't need yeah we can't lose the nature boy yeah we can't lose the nature boy please god um fox sports one is going to continue to air wwe content on tuesday nights through August 11th, so that seems like they've been getting pretty good ratings for that. Without any sports playing, that's uh, that makes a lot of sense. So, yep. more uh, eyeballs for WWE. Uh, the O the OC was originally the name was a was a Triple H idea, according to the club. Yeah. Was this on their podcast? Yeah, it was on their uh, Talk and Shop podcast. Uh, Carl Anderson brought it up, and they were talking about like, the the origins of the club and where the OC came from. And I guess Triple H came to him and was like. Hey, won't you? And he came up with that whole tagline, I guess, like the only, the only club, the original, whatever that thing that they had what was it. The Redesign, only club, rebuild, reclaim. Yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, recycle, reuse, rebuild. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess he came out and he said that whole tagline, like, "Hey, you guys are the, won't you be the OC?" And they were just like, "Isn't that a show on like MTV?" And he was yeah. like, "He's like, he's like, fuck that. No one remembers that. No one remembers that show at all." And they just went with the OC and. That was pretty much it. That's and, uh, all I remember. That's the only reason I know the OC is that. Yeah, me TV too. Show. That was that was my first thought. Was oh, that's a show on MTV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, no one remembers that. I think Just it was. I think it was Fox. I think, I think it was actually Fox, but um, was it Fox? I think so. Yeah, there I'm were thinking so many of, shows. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of the Hills. That's or the Laguna show. Beach yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, Laguna things. Beach. That was the MTV. Uh, the the golden age the golden age of MTV oh my gosh yeah. uh, Mick Foley addresses the president Donald Trump yeah, I didn't see, I didn't hear about this no, see this video he put, he posted a uh, like a video like a paid for by Mick Foley video basically talking about uh like wearing masks so he addressed uh-huh. he addressed him directly said his name and everything in the video 
and and gave his uh, two cents on why people should be wearing masks in public and stuff like that. So I thought was it was pretty. Was it a serious video or was he like wearing his mankind mask? No, no, he it was a serious video. Oh. He was in his office, sitting down, and um, he looked he looked regular. Obviously, he was wearing a Christmas T-shirt because that's what he wears yeah. all year long. Yeah. Wearing his flannel, same thing. But I uh, know he no straight up directly made a video. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like he's the first one I've actually seen besides like Kevin Owens and everyone else like doing their own type of videos and stuff like that uh, where they directly address uh, the president, which is pretty cool. So at least I went off political here, but I thought that was pretty cool that uh, a guy like Mick Foley and uh, a name that he has actually did something like that. So yeah, for kudos sure. to him. Yeah. Uh, if you need more proof that kayfabe is dead, the undertaker is now on TikTok. 2020 uh, is that's that's good crazy year is he, has he posted <laughs> any videos yet on TikTok? uh but i think he's yeah i think he's doing uh the uh if you guys are familiar with that song uh savage by savage. Megan Thee Stallion. yeah i think he's mm-hmm. actually doing the savage no dance, uh, shut up look mm-hmm. out are for you that i like that song he's a lot that one yeah. Can you see the Undertaker? That that visual in my mind is just like very jarring. Him and Michelle McCool just saying yes. each other. Love it. I love it. Adam Cole, you you guys are both all in on this. Adam Adam Cole almost fights Pat McAfee on his podcast. I just watched this. Okay. Yeah. And I know, listen, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I'm prone to getting worked. Okay. Even after all these years, sometimes um, I get worked. And at first, when we they posted this in the chat this morning, and I saw like kind of like what was going on, like, you know, like Adam Cole was like standing up to, get to Pat McAfee. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is totally a work. Like, I don't know what's going on here, but it's totally a work. But then I watched the interview, and the interview seems very real, doesn't it, Marco? Am I just like? Am yeah, I like? No, if, yeah, if you, I know. Yeah, Phil's already shaking his head. But if oh, you watch the whole you guys interview are so cute, man. From, from the beginning <laughs> to the yeah. end, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. It's, no, it's like small dicks, and you can see yeah. Adam Cole in the beginning, like he's trying to just like brush it off, like it's not a big deal. But Pat McAfee is such a turd that he just he just keeps on like he and he's surrounded by these like you know like cronies like these like yeah. goons um yeah. all around him yeah these yes men and he's like you know what did i say something offensive and they're like no like no and you know i mean they kind of felt like it was overacting at the end like maybe it was a work which i'm sure it is like everything is a work unless proven otherwise but the whole the, like if that was a work that was some seriously good acting because like the the subtleness of it all was very very yeah, believable yeah. yes like because there was like like small little like jabs you know he would say something he'd be like oh well you know only reason people watch NXT is because of the pre-show you know and um then Adam Adam Cole said something about him being the king of NXT and uh, Pat McAfee like laughed and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you said that with a straight face, you know. And he's like, the only reason that you're, you know, it's been said like he would never like say it that he was saying it. He's like, but it's been said, you know, on the internet that like the only reason that you're successful is because you surround yourself with like other successful people, like you know, the Undisputed Era. And of course, then he just he just like leaned into that, and that's what kind of like set. Um, and then he like the whole Shawn Michaels comparison. He kind of like you know called him out on the Shawn Michaels comparison, and I, you could just see Adam Cole getting like slowly, slowly more and more aggravated and i don't know dude it until he just snapped and said like f you pat like i i missed out <laughs> on time from my family to come here to your stupid freaking show you know and i it felt very believable to me 
And of course, Michael Adam doesn't think it's real. I don't think Zach thinks it's real. Phil doesn't think it's real. But me and Marco are like, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> think it's real. Mm. Still real to me, damn it. Yeah, I mean, you guys, I, just, I love that the kayfabe with you is still alive. It's still great. You know, it's like, this is just the fakest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, this Pat McAfee guy is just like complete, like he's like a total wrestling fan, like total actor, you know, yeah. podcast bro. But uh, I don't know where they're going to go with this. But I mean, if you Google his name, like the f- top 30 things that come up that, are websites that posted it. So they did their job. Well, see, that's the thing. That's the thing to me is like, it's not like this is Velveteen Dream. This is not freaking, you know, like freaking Keith Lee that, that, that was interviewing him. At, like for a reason for me to think that this is a work, right? Like this is setting up an angle for a future match. Like, I mean, Adam Cole's going to fight Pat, Pat McAfee. Like, first of all. Who the f would watch that? Second of all, <laughs> why? Like, third, like, what is there to gain from this this blood feud between Adam Cole and Pat McAfee? Like, what? Where's yeah. this going? Like, that's my whole thing. Like, that's what makes it really feel like real to me is because I'm like, what's the what would be the point of this otherwise? You know? Well, I mean, you lose the title and you want to have him doing something. So Pat McAfee's Pat McAfee's a pretty you know decent name. You know, he has some internet buzz. So. You do some sort of match, and Adam Cole gets, you know, has something to do. I don't know. I mean, like I said, we, we just saw someone take their eyeball out. So I mean, if we're gonna say this is that far fetched, uh, it's it's not really true. But if if Pat McAfee's like thinking he's gonna be able to get in the ring, I mean, I don't know what he's done to deserve a shot with Adam Cole. There's like a million other people in the locker room that that are true. already in line to fight Adam Cole. You know, I don't think Pat McAfee's going to like jump to the top of that list. No, I hear but you. anyway, I want to know what you guys think. Are we getting our, are, are Marco and I just totally like marks and we're getting worked right now? Or is it a shoot? <clears throat> I'm under the impression that everything that happens in professional wrestling is fake. Yes. You know. it's all, we, I mean, well, that's, yeah. that's what we use as, you know, our, our rule, our cardinal rule. Everything is a work unless proven otherwise. However, in my heart, I'm like, this kind of felt a little bit personal. That's, you I know? mean, that's what they need. That's what they, that's what they're going for. They need that. I mean, when, when Edge and Matt Hardy were fighting over Alita cheating on him, that was all, f- you know, everything you saw on TV was fake, but it was like grounded but in real life. But those guys were both wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, this Pat McAfee is like, I mean, I just I don't I don't know I don't know what's gonna what's gonna transpire here, you know? Yeah, which I, is interesting. Which gets me interesting. Which is why it's even a big deal. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? What the hell's going? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our go figure segment. You guys have to pee or get a drink or anything? I'm good. No, no, we didn't bring up the uh, they had the Taz video. Oh my god! Oh no, we have to do that. We'll do that in quarantine in, and chill. <clears throat> okay. All right, if it's everybody's favorite part of the show, the Go Figure segment is where we talk about figure news, what we picked up this week, all that good stuff. And uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we are doing a full san diego comic-con recap episode uh right after this one so it'll be available on your uh podcast feed so we won't be talking about that now we'll have a separate episode for that that we can uh disperse to the masses and you guys can listen to you know over the weekend while you're doing chores and you know sitting by the pool and 
all that good stuff. So I want to give some shout-outs real quick, Sheena and Marco, to these people uh, in our Foley family that pre-ordered uh, Elite 79 and used our code, uh, code Chick Foley at Ringside Collectibles, uh, WrestlingFigures.com, which is a uh, awesome sponsor of ours and where you should order all your wrestling figures. Our buddy Martin Mandela Morrow ordered some stuff from 79. Jeremiah Smith-Rouse ordered uh, some figures from 79, and today he just pre-ordered the new Charlotte Ultimate Edition. Uh, I think your boy, Money Money underscore Launderer, which is a pretty dangerous screen name to have. He's a Falcons fan. I think you know him. Yes, uh, yes. Ordered some figs. Kyle Haas ordered some figs. And Jimmy Petrifasis ordered Charlotte and Bray uh, today, he said. So... Shout out! And if you ordered some figures and I don't have you on the list, definitely shoot us a message, and we'll give you a shout out. We love when people use our code for ten percent off on that great website, and uh, we appreciate you. Uh, Sheena, do you have a list of everything that your uh, husband bought since he's been back on dry land? <laughs> well, no, I told you guys last week um, that we had like a whole like ton of packages that like came in over the over the previous week before he got home i don't know he as soon as he got like real internet service it was just like boom 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 like he bought like all the hasbros i know <laughs> i think i saw um ho- oh we got honky tonk man we had a honky tonk man but we had to get a honky tonk man with a guitar so we had to buy another honky tonk man to get oh. the, the guitar accessory so yeah got that we got um rick rude um oh, shoot there was so many freaking um Hasbro's that he got. I'll have to make a list, but those were the the most prominent weekly pickups. And then what else? We got some shorts, some chocolate shorts. I don't even know, Phil. The 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 Mark Cave is a freaking mess right now. Seth was like, <laughs> he got home, and of course, you know, my in laws were here, and I had they like they were sleeping in Stella's room in the nursery on the bed in there and then i had stella in the pack and play in the mark cave and of course there's like fi- unboxed oh, figures no. and like all mail and like shorts and clothes and everything just stacked up in every corner and you know my husband he's like the hy- hyper organized guy like has to have everything in its place and he's like man the mark cave is uh, a mess and i was <laughs> like yeah days. about about that you know yeah um, more so important things know. going on while he was going yeah, yeah listen listen i, I i'm like dude you're lucky the Mark Cave is still even there. Yeah, like, this, rearing, whole, this whole house. Rearing children. Yes, yes, this whole house could have been like burned to the ground. So, you're welcome. But uh, yeah. So anyway, that, that I think those were the two the two main. Oh, the main things we got. Oh, we got our Jericho Bubbly set. We haven't unboxed it. Yet. We're gonna do an unboxing video for that. Oh yeah. Get, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We we got our little bit of the Bubbly set. So super stoked for that. Yeah, you're doing unboxing videos all weekend, I think, because you got a lot of shit to unbox. Oh, we've yeah, we could be we could be unboxing for the remainder of the month and probably still not get through everything. All right, let me let me go real quick. Uh, I need to the the first thing is the boy the the brother the man Mike Lanham, uh, friend of the podcast, frequent guest co-host when Sheena can't make it, sent me this thing, which is an amazing prep. oh is that extra cooler no this is ttd wrestling oh uh, wow he does all the major brother stuff an awesome print that he made cool. a macho man print that i've posted on social media and like totally out of nowhere and amazing almost brought a tear to my eye. i was doing a live video a live unboxing of this and also included like five or six like magazines and strategy guides for old video games that I used to like pack it with and then today I checked the mail 
And this dude mails me a can of Baconator Pringles. Wendy's oh Wendy's Baconator flavored Pringles. Wow. Which were amazing. I did an unboxing of those as well. The, the wife and I ate some of those. Um, just just for further reference, anyone who wants to send me snacks for free in the mail, I, I, just send them to me. I, I would gladly accept them. I'll do a <laughs> unboxing video and I'll eat them. Because that's the only time I get to eat snacks in this house. So, thank you, Mike, for that. That was awesome. Um, I traded with uh, the guys at J and J Co. Figures on Instagram. Uh, they they have a ton of good stuff on there. Check out their Instagram account. They're always selling good shit. Uh, Ray Mysterio basic figure that I uh, gave him for a CM Punk basic figure. We did a little trade scheme. That's going to go to my son. Uh, also, oh, let me see if I can grab it from here. I think I might be able to. Hold on one second. Oh, nice. This is a CM Punk Macho Man basic two-pack from, the again, the MVP, the, the number two MVP, Mike, Mike Lanham. Um, he had this in the, uh, the claim sale he did that I bought from him, so that was pretty awesome. And uh, a grail piece I've been looking for for a long time. So I'm going to keep that mint on card, I think. Um, I forgot to mention last week... Uh, our fully family member David Surkamp sent me a bunch of stickers. He also sent me a really nice letter that was really heartfelt and talked about how much he loves the show and loves all three of us. Uh, I don't want to read that on the Aww. podcast, but it was really it was really cool and it was it was an awesome read. I kept that. I'm probably gonna keep that. Uh, it was nice. And um, I somehow I grabbed Otis a third Otis from Amazon like weeks weeks ago, and it finally came in. I thought they were just gonna get canceled, Marco. It came in. And I'm going to gift that to our good buddy Figure Kingdom, or Kingdom Figure, depending on which uh, social media platform you're on, uh, because the dude has been in our Facebook group has been doing behind the scenes videos of all his figure photography, and it's an awesome member of the community. Uh, so I'm going to give that to him uh, pro bono, and I'm going to send that out to him because we appreciate what he does for us in our group. And um, yeah, he's the best. That's that's about it right now. I did pre-order some things that we'll talk about in the San Diego Comic-Con uh, episode. I got the Rock Ultimate Edition and the Charlotte Ultimate Edition on pre-order, courtesy of me and my buddy Darius here in town. We, I grabbed one. I grabbed two of one. He grabbed two of the other, and we're just going to do a little switch off once they come in. So good stuff. Marco, did you grab anything this week? Uh, yeah, just got the... Um got the this month's uh pro wrestling crate it was uh oh nice weird enough impact wrestling uh mm. theme so um came with two shirts it was like an impact wrestling like roster shirt um the other one was an rvd shirt that mike landham hated for some reason because he has some like weird hatred for <laughs> rvd i'm not sure what the hell rvd did to him in his in his childhood but um <laughs> it is a pretty badass shirt it's like that like that dragon logo that he has, but I like it. Yeah, the RVD is actually like molded into the uh, the head of the dragon, which is pretty sick. Um, it also has a uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer micro brawler in it, um, which is pretty cool. He has a, his head's all bloody, um, and he's holding a kendo stick. It's pretty sick. Um, I showed my son, and he wants to open all the micro brawlers that I have. So I'm kind of debating if I should open them for him or sell them i'm not sure what to what to do with those there um and i got the uh obviously 
Chris Jericho a little bit of the bubbly um, figure. So oh, you got it too, huh? Yeah, you got to get the little bit of the bubbly. Um, not sure if I'll open it. I kind of want to open because it has like two pieces. Oh, yeah. Kind of like pop it off and see what it looks like. Um, they you got to open it. Those it. accessories are so freaking mage, dude. Like that's yeah. the, that makes the whole figure worth it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, definitely another shout out to uh, Figure Kingdom because he's uh, his videos are really awesome that he does the, uh, the live videos that he does with the group. He gets super detailed on how he puts all those like photo sets together. Mm-hmm. And it lo- like it, he, it, it's a, it's amazing the the work that he does there. Um, if you actually sit there and watch, like listen to him talk about how how he does everything and how everything's set up and the camera angles that he has, and it's it's a lot of work that he puts in. And, uh, yeah. It's uh, the pictures don't, you know, they they're, real, they're he's a great photographer and everything too. So uh, definitely, I would say definitely join the group alone just for for Figure Kingdom. Definitely, if you're a fan of his. Uh, definitely jump in the group just to see his uh, live videos that he does. I don't want to bring the mood of the show down, but did you read the article about Tommy Dreamer and what he th- thought about doing back in 2001? No. Okay, so he... he oh, yeah. When, when I know what it ECW is. closed, Sheena, he was going <laughs> to have a job with WWE. He was going to make his debut during the Tables, Ladders, and Chairs match that Dudley's and Hardy Boys and... He ended up getting cut from the match, so he was back like ECW had closed. He was living back with his parents. He was super depressed, and he said all of this during like a a podcast. His plan, he was going to show up at WrestleMania and kill Paul Heyman and then then commit suicide. Whoa. I know. I heard that story. He said that out loud? Yeah, he said this out loud on a freaking podcast, and I mean – it's great for like you know the you know the state of mental health and like his you know obviously he didn't do this and like he was then yeah. signed by WWE not not too much longer had a great run with them you know now has has his own wrestling company but I mean just imagine if that would have happened like if he would have done that and he wanted to do it on he was going to do it on the show like live television like wow oh my god it's just scary yeah, he, to think he, about he mentioned that before in an interview really. Yeah, is that an old interview or is that a recent one this that he is did? From, this is an article from June of oh, June of 2019. I guess it just got brought up because he was on something else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he yeah, he mentioned that before. That was his plan to 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 do that cuz everything that had the doors closed and all that stuff and he's super depressed and yeah. I mean, wow. But they all love him. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, he's that, uh, he's still he's with the Impact that. now. I mean, he's still chugging along. Yeah. So thank God that didn't happen. You know, hate to yeah bring down the mood of the show. But uh, you know, you got to look at the positives. You know, that that didn't <laughs> happen, and now we're living in a a much brighter world with Tommy Dreamer still in it. So, um, yeah. is so, it a brighter world though? Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, there wasn't a live murder on WrestleMania, so let's say yeah, let's say it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, let's get into um, some of the pickups. I, I did pick up a couple figures. I grabbed the uh, the whole Masters of the Universe set. I don't know how I forgot to mention this. Jesus Christ. Master of the Universe Series 3. Uh, I sold. I grabbed a Macho Man for our buddy Justin Summers, who's in the group. Uh, Corey Handy. I grabbed The Rock and Braun Strowman. And I kept The Undertaker for myself. And I kept The New Day for my son. Uh, so, I mean, th- these figures, I was, man, I crapped on these so hard if you go back in the archives when, cause I oh, yeah. was not a master of the universe fan. Uh, but they're pretty, they're pretty damn awesome. Yeah. So, 
they look cool in the package. They look cool out. You can take the arms and the legs and the head off, and you can switch them all around. Kids, you know, kids love them. So good stuff there. Uh, Brock, the Brock and Shawn Michaels under, uh, Ultimate Edition were back in stock at ringside, as were the Becky Lynch and John Cena. I think they're all back out of stock now, but uh, keep checking back. Uh, I've I've sung the praises here on this podcast about the Ultimate Editions. They're the they're the best figures I think Mattel has ever made. Uh, but uh, and then now with the, some of the new reveals over the next couple of days, I think you'll probably agree with me. Uh, yeah. And then also Legends Elite Series Seven hitting stores. That's the Heenan, the Razor Ramon, and the Greg Valentine. And I still haven't gotten my pre order, Sheena. I'm not too happy. Wow. No, yeah, have not gotten my pre order either. So. Yeah, Target is the worst. Let's just let's just go ahead and get that out of the way right now. I'm yeah. I'm I'm pissed level five thousand at Target right now because I've tried to get two different NECA drops from them over the past week and both were just complete and total fails. And I'm really I mean, I consider myself pretty good. I mean, I know there I know there's a lot of people out there that are like internet sleuths and like drop sleuths, you know, and people use bots. But I'm usually pretty good about copping things. But like these these NECA drops with Target have been like repug, and Target is just oh man. I've had I've had some of the worst figure experiences in my life at Target. I've had some of the best other experiences. I love Target for a for a plethora of reasons, but toy shopping is not one of them. Yeah, um, I, I when I go to bed every night, I thank God I don't collect any of these NECA Ninja Turtle things because number one, they're amazing looking, all of them. And mm-hmm. they're expensive, and they're also hard as shit to find. So um, yeah. the good thing is I always now, every time I go to Target and Walmart, I'm checking those sections uh, for you yeah. and whoever else in the group needs them. And I'm sure you know the rest of the 180 members in our group are doing the same thing. So uh, if you're trying to find that kind of stuff, we're, we're helping each other find those as well. That's really the best part of our, our Patreon group is like, some of these figures are hard to find, so we're all helping each other out, and we only charge, uh, you know, cost plus shipping for everything. So, good shit. Um, any other figure news before we get into our quarantine and chill? I mean, any other figure news? I mean, there's like the it's like the biggest figure yes. few days of our life, of but course, we yeah. are going to break that into a um separate a episode. separate episode. So yes. make sure you tune into that. Definitely listen to that. Yeah, let's get into quarantine and chill. This is brought to you by our good friends at Homage. You can use code CHICK for 20% off there, and sometimes that'll double stack on some of their deals they have going on, uh, so check that out. Uh, I did watch the beginning of this last ride, Tales from the Dead Man, and uh, the best part, one of my favorite actors, Timothy Oliphant, was the, uh, the narrator for this thing. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, that's right. Um, did you get to watch it, Sheena, at all? I, did, did I, I didn't get to watch it. Yeah, I'm hoping they're doing like a series, and this isn't like a one-off thing. Um, but yeah, he had some pretty cool, pretty cool stories with some animations too. If you ever watch their uh, storytellers show that they that they had on there, mm-hmm. um, yes, um, they use like animations to like bring the story along. They uh, it's him sitting there talking, obviously, but they use animations to, uh, oh, to do I love the stories, that. and they're pretty cool. Like some of the yeah, the, the Godfather like story is really awesome, um, where they uh, they're like in a hotel room and they're partying and stuff, and Godfather has a bought this like really new like suede hat and um i guess sandra tego's like oh man that's a really cool hat and then godfather's like he's like oh yeah you really like it he's like yeah sure it's like it's really nice so i guess he tries to later on in the night gift him the hat 
He's like, nah, man, you take it. Aww. And then Taker's like, nah. He's like, nah, I don't want it. And he's like, no, nah, you can take it. And he's like, nah, I don't want it. And I guess it just ensued into an all like brawl. Like they actually fought each other over what? <laughs> like they like crashed through wow. like walls and like they're like fighting like they're in a hotel room partying with a bunch of other people, Yokozuna, all these other guys, and uh. I guess they like fell in between the beds and they're like they're fighting each other and everything and damn at the I, end I missed this. at the end uh, at the end they get up and he's just like he because Godfather's on this show too talking about it uh, they both talk about it and uh, he gets up and he's just like he's like all right you know I'll take the hat and Godfather's like all right thanks thanks man and they he's like they, we just continue the night and uh, <laughs> he said the most important part was he took the hat Godfather he's like he actually took the hat that was the most important thing I won I oh, beat Jesus the Undertaker Christ. I made him take it. But uh, he's like the hat was all messed up because they were like fighting over it, so like it was all crumbled and wrinkled. And is that there's some really cool stories? Like there's a lot of uh, he has a couple of Yokozuna stories on there. Um, he said he really they talk about the BSK, the Bone Street crew that he had with uh, Savio Vega, Yoko, and uh, I forget who else. There's a bunch of other guys. I think Henry Godwin I think Henry, was in there. Yeah, Henry yeah. Godwin was yeah. in there. Um, obviously Paul Bearer. There's a cool Paul Bearer story that they that he tells too about him them sneaking in and out of the arenas. And yeah, stuff like that. that so yeah definitely yeah get, definitely watch it it's really it's a really good uh episode i hope they do like a it's like a continuing series where he just oh, that'd be great. tells all these crazy stories of his uh wrestling career sheena you've been watching anything else since you've been uh since seth has been home you've been able to watch some adult programming hopefully we have but oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're kind of working uh on a time gap like you know we're going backwards and watching things that everybody else has already seen so we're actually ah. we, just, we just started the last dance um so we're, oh Jesus oh Michael Ju- uh, Michael Jordan yeah oh, okay. yeah ninety seven ninety seven pools so yeah we so are good. We're watching, yeah it is really good so far so we're watching that and we have like um, we're going back and watching Dark Side of the Ring um, we're going we have Curb Your Enthusiasm to watch so oh, we're, so we're like like I said we're we're like I, I didn't watch a lot of this stuff while he was gone so we have so much to get caught up on but something I did see was um, this AEW it was Taz. Um, Jr. and oh my God, what's the what's his what's his Excalibur. name? Excalibur. Excalibur. Duh. Excalibur video where they were talking about like their show versus a or their show versus WWE show, and Jr. like it's all bitter and says you know our our show's better you know it's it's good shit um and talking about how AE how WWE never mentions AEW and all of this stuff and how you know they're they're just pretending or they're they're egotistical you know and aews being the realist you know they're, they're not insulting the intelligence of their uh of their viewer um and all of this stuff and i was just like i felt like i was watching like a bunch of little girls like argue and are like you know talking about somebody on the playground i was like oh my gosh this is like these are grown men what is happening here so if you haven't seen that it's like I, I don't, what were they even doing it for marco what was that interview from uh, they do like a uh, like a post show um, <laughs> after the uh, AEW show. They do like a, I think it's like a post uh, AEW Wednesday night show that they do. They just recap the show Got and all it. that stuff. And uh, uh, that topic came up. So yeah, yeah. I think I mean we've talked about this show on we've talked about this topic on here before. Like AEW not being able to stop talking about WWE. Um, and Phil and I, I think are in agreement that like we just feel like both like. It's 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 okay if both companies just stay in their lane. Like you don't have to reference the other company. You know what I mean? Like I don't watch AEW to see what they're gonna say about WWE and WWE to see what they're gonna say about AEW. And I just feel like 
I don't know why AEW just can't let it go. You know, it's like Sheena. It's like uh, a friend who won't stop talking about his ex girlfriend. Like, dude, you're obviously still in love with her. Shut yes. up. Every yes. minute you talk about the competition is one less minute you can talk about your own. Like, what what were they even talking about here? It was how did it even come up? It was up? nothing. It was just it was it was literally from the the clip that I saw was just literally them saying like, oh well, our our show is better. Like, why would you want to watch? NXT, you can just DVR NXT. Like you need to tune in yeah, every night started, and watch. Yeah. Di- yeah, you need to watch Dynamite. You know what I mean? Like You're, that's that's where it's at. And I'm you like, think the people that are watching a fucking post show AEW podcast with three announcers aren't already watching AEW? Exactly. You're bored enough to watch exactly. that. You're watching exactly. AEW. Come on, man. You gotta. Exactly. You, you gotta stop this. I mean, this is such small potatoes bullshit. Like, yeah. stop talking about WWE. They don't care about you. They're they're yeah. shitty enough on their own. They don't need you to tell them how <laughs> shitty they are. Right. We just saw them do an eye for an eye match. Like, you know, just make the best stuff you can. We we don't worry about every other podcast. Yeah. We got podcasts that don't like us. Fuck them. Yeah. Who cares what they yeah. think? We come on here exactly. and record our podcast and do our shit on our own. We can't worry yes. about what everybody else thinks. You can't in life. You can't. There's going to be somebody that hates you at your job, and your family, at your your wife's family. Who cares? Yes. Forget about it. You can't waste your life worrying about what other people think. Marco, you, you need to floor. add Marco. Marco's no, looking man. like you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're going nuts right there. Phil is. Am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. But uh, at the same time, it is competition. And they are competitive, and it should be definitely treated that way. So my take on it, what they were saying was, um, not using like the Jim Ross. Oh, DVR NXT. Don't don't watch their yeah. show. Watch our show. He's selling. That's a he's a he's a salesman. Y'all, you true. Have to sell. That's very true. Comment, that's what commentators do. They they sell their show. If they're not doing that, then they're not doing their job correctly. So he should be saying things like that. Um, Maybe not on the AEW like Dynamite show, but on True. that type of show, he should be he should be trying to sell the fact, hey, watch our show over that. We're doing the same thing. Listen to our podcast over this podcast. So we should be doing that. Um, the other the other thing I think is there. I think WWE shouldn't mention them. That's kind of stupid. Just mentioning AEW on any of their shows. That's that's a dumb thing to Wait, like, what? So say. why is it dumb for WWE to mention it, but not dumb for AEW? Like because well, they're bigger. Both of them to do it. Well, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely dumb for both of them to do it. My take on it is they they don't. I don't think they acknowledge other competition, and that's making them suffer more. So WWE is in their own bubble. They don't think any. They don't think there's an impact out there. They don't think there's an NWA. They don't think there's an ROH or a New Japan or an AEW that exists outside their show, or their shows. And I think that's where they're suffering when it comes to creativity, because they should be looking at those other shows, and they should be using them as kind of like a, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. John Moxley and this guy did an eye for an eye match. If they would have known that, that may maybe they wouldn't have done that eye for an eye match, or maybe they did see it and they're just like, we could do it better. Not sure, but I think they should acknowledge not they should acknowledge them publicly, but they should know 
that there are companies out there. They should be in competition with those companies because I think that'll make their creativity better. And I, I don't I think mean, that, I think they I think they know there's those. I mean, because they're always like scout scouting new talent and stuff. But I I don't think yeah. bring it well on your on your primetime television being like you know oh well AEW the ratings you know we're winning in the ratings or whatever like I feel like that's just like oh, maybe yeah, yeah. it's just too much because like Jericho's been doing it lately and then all of a sudden. You know, and then obviously Cody's been, he did it in the very beginning. And then yeah. now JR and them, I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, I like, I like AEW and I like WWE. They both piss me off at different times for some of the dumb yeah. stuff that they do. But I like both shows. But I hate when, I hate when they both like take jabs at each other because I feel like it's so petty. I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like when sh- AEW saying it, it feels like, when AEW saying it, it feels like it's like, j- like jealousy yeah. or something, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I think they should take jabs at each other, but they should do it not verbally, but do it with their with their shows, with their creativity. Like take jabs at each other that way. We're gonna do this. Be- I'm not gonna say I'm doing this better than you, but right. Put on a put on a great match. Put on a great pay per view that blows up. That blows like AEW out of the water. Uh, come out next week on on an NXT episode and just out wrestle them, out promo them, do everything you need to do, and that'll that that's taking jabs. You don't have to like Keith Lee doesn't have to come out and, you know, talk about Cody or anything like that. All they have to do is come out and just outperform them in every way with their storylines, with their promos, with their wrestling. And they'll, they'll get the results. But I, I, in my own opinion, I don't think WWE like thinks other companies exist. It's, it's, that's just, I don't know. I just think that's yeah. how they think. WWE it's is not going to enjoy, uh, address them until they beat them in the ratings you know that's exactly that's, yeah that's they're not and they're not exactly. probably not going to happen you know because yeah. ratings are so low across the board for wrestling yeah so yeah so yeah well, yeah which like, is stupid well, that's short-sighted they should probably address it now i agree but yeah um yeah that's, yeah that's my little argument where they should just take that healthy competition and use it to make better make a better product because obviously they're losing every week to AEW, except for those last two weeks where they had those uh those TV pay per view type of things, but now they're just back in the the same saddle they were in. They they lost what is it two weeks already to AEW and yeah. on Wednesday night. So like, they, it's something. There's there's a there's definitely a disconnect where, in my sense, if you hear like people like if you hear like Bruce Pritchard talk about that stuff, like if you listen to like uh eight um not eighty three weeks, if you listen to uh, something to wrestle, like even his explanations, like they just don't care about what's going on other than what's going on with their company. And I think that's like a, I think that's a bad thing. And that's a detriment. That's like, that's like you owning a, like a, you're, you're the, you're the Baltimore Ravens, right? And you're going to face the new England Patriots and you're just, you don't care. You never did any scouting on them. You didn't, didn't watch any tape. You don't care what they're going to do. You just go in there blindly and then just get mauled, say like, that's what that that's what that looks like to me. You should definitely do your research. You should definitely see what type of talent is out there, what they're doing, and that I think that makes for a better competition when you're scouting your own when you're scouting the competition that's out there. Yeah, for sure. Just not saying publicly on your that's just, just not going on your show and actually calling people out. That's that's a stupid thing to do. Let's get into our random merch of the week. This is uh, from our good buddy. We feel like we shot him out here the last couple weeks, Zorro Mendez, who's had some. I don't. Know, I guess he found the DeLorean and was able to go back in time. He found a retro turnbuckle from the WWF. Marco, this is yeah, it's a t- awesome. 
insanity turnbuckle pad. It's like in plastic and everything. I'm not sure. It's actually, I reached out to him and see how much it costs. Obviously, it's expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's a, it's like a, it's a brand new WWF logo, um, stitched and everything, an actual turnbuckle pad that they used in the 80s. I think it said, uh, I forget what year it says on it. Uh, was the description if I can see it here? Da, da, da. Make sure you. I just said eighties era, 80s turnbuckle, era. but it was limited supply too, so he didn't have like a whole bunch of them. Um, but they're brand spanking new, and if you if you bought a ring and you're building it up, you could buy a bunch of these and create your own WWF logo. He has some like up close pictures of it too, like the uh, the stitching and everything like that. It's yeah, I don't, I don't know what he's, I don't know what he's doing or where he gets it from or if he's even a real person. But it would look damn cool uh, behind, like a, you know, displayed behind a figure or something. So follow him on Instagram at Zorro Mendez, Z O R R O Mendez, M E N D E Z. Check him out there. Um, get into our retro wrestling recommendation of the week brought to you in part by our friends at pro wrestling tees where you can grab the newest greatest and latest uh chick foley show shirts uh this is from wrestlemania 2 the champions who i just learned i was today years old when i learned that uh brutus the barber beefcake was a tag team champion i don't know why i didn't ever know this i don't know if i've ever watched wrestlemania 2 to be totally honest with you um uh, I was only what one year old when this came out. No, yeah. there's no way you were. No, you, how was, old are you now? Uh, I was. You were like three or four. Yeah, I was three or four. <laughs> Still, I mean, I was yeah. not watching wrestling at that point. Um, <laughs> but to this, I do remember this was from like three different locations. They had it from Nassau Coliseum, Rosemont Horizon, and L.A. Uh, the tag team champions, the Dream Team, Beefcake and Greg Valentine, taking on the British Bulldogs and. Um, Pretty good match, right? I wanted to go back and watch this. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, this wasn't a, uh, a Marco pick. This was actually a pick from the uh, the Hill husband. So, mm-hmm. um, if yeah, Shana it, wants to jump in on this, oh, I was just gonna say he he picked this one because uh, we saw a uh, for SDCC we saw a um, new British Bulldog figure that's going to be coming out. So, in honor of that, he wanted to pick this pick this match i don't know much about this match so i'm excited to go back and watch it my damn self i rarely get to say um you know i get to watch my own wrestling recommendations because usually i we pick them and then you know we already know (laughs) we already know so we don't have to go back and watch but this one was picked by the hill husband so i'm gonna we'll take some time this weekend to uh check out wrestlemania too for sure uh i've never seen this match so i'm gonna go back and watch it The, the bulldogs were accompanied by lou albano and ozzy osbourne so uh, that's something, uh, a little trivia for you there. Um, let's get into, uh, we're saving our questions for our uh, Q&A episode, so we don't have any questions. I wanted to pull up this SKU number four. I think August 3rd is the date that the AEW figures are going to be hitting uh, retail stores at Walmart. So I'm going to pull up that SKU real quick before we get out of here so you guys have it. Uh, hold on one second. All right, unrivaled figures. If you use brickseek.com, uh, SKU number is 7373695577. Uh, those will hit stores on August 3rd. I think it's Young Bucks, Cody, Jericho, Brandy, and Adam Page, Kenny Omega. So definitely check those out. 
we will do a, a whole another episode for San Diego Comic-Con releases. We have a ton of stuff to talk about. Hopefully you guys listen to that show as well. We'll be back next week with a full recap of everything from the weekend, all the news that was, and get in some wrestling stuff, Q&A. We'll have maybe Seth on the show, uh, a bunch of new stuff. So check us out, Marco and Sheena. Uh, tell the folks at home good night, and let's get out of here. Good night. Good night. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. If I woke up